This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Hour 2. Great day for talk radio and weather-wise. Can't complain. Blue skies continue until it gets dark. Getting dark earlier. We're going to set the clocks back on the weekend. And then it'll get dark even earlier still. But it'll be light earlier if you follow my drift. Some people say, you know, uh, we don't have this sort of harvest cycle anymore uh, in agricultural terms, which is why we did it to begin with. So we don't need this daylight savings time thing. Personally, I haven't been agrarian in so long. Yeah, a long ago friend who was a comedian had a great opinion about daylight savings time. What's the big deal? I give it six months. All right. Anyway, the idea, though, that uh, it is a great day, I guess, for conservatives across the country and the province. Doug Ford meeting Andrew Scheer uh, earlier today, coming out with a joint statement. First and foremost, they write, we affirmed our mutual commitment to oppose and ultimately repeal Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's carbon tax. The government of Ontario is joining the Conservative Party and a growing coalition of other provinces across Canada in opposing this punishing job-killing tax. And further, they're committed to working together to break down interprovincial trade barriers that discourage business investment and prevent Canadians from benefiting from the hard work and innovation in other parts of the country. Well, Rocco Rossi is going to join us shortly with the panel. He's, of course, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, very pro-business, represents 60,000 entrepreneurs, and I'm sure that's an encouraging word he's hearing from the Premier and the leader of the official opposition, uh, along with Kevin Gadette, one-time uh, head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. They're all weighing in shortly. As far as Justin Trudeau is concerned. There's also th- something uh, that has been raised as a red flag. It's the idea that uh, he is greenlighting a decision by Stats Canada to compel banks and financial institutions to release the personal transaction data of a half a million Canadians annually without their consent. What's going on? Let's find out right now. David Shipley joins us, CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity expert and a technology analyst. David, good to have you back on the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, should we be worried by this development? Well, I think it's it's puzzling in so many respects. It seems to run completely opposite to what's considered good privacy practice, which is, number one, get consent. You know, how hard is that? If you want your data to be shared with StatsCan for, for studies, you know, why, why shouldn't you be asked as a Canadian whether, whether you want to do that or not? And then the second thing is, why do they need this personal information? You know, why do they need it in, not in an anonymized format? And there are so many questions, and great experts like Anne Kavokin are, are rightly, you know, raising the alarm bell on this. Well, they say StatsCan does, that they have the legal authority to do so, uh, which doesn't necessarily make it right, uh, but they can go ahead and damn the rest of us who uh, might want to flag it or raise a complaint, including your friend Ann Kavukian, who's on this program often enough. They say they need the information. You know, it's kind of like the census form, the long-form census. Uh, More information helps them to analyze things like consumer trends and spending habits, and they can affect certain policies around that information. Does that wash with you? 
Well, it doesn't, because if it was just about aggregate data, then they could go to the banks and ask for a random sample, um, and the banks could provide it back in, in an anonymized format, and, and that'd be one thing. Um, but why does StatsCan get to get my data and then tell me, well, trust me, we'll anonymize it before we use it? You know, uh, I trust the banks a lot more than I trust StatsCan's resources when it comes to protecting the, the privacy of my financial transaction information. Well, do you trust the Prime Minister when he says that all personal information would be protected? Well, um, <laughs> I'll put it this way, is that the government has not got a track record, a good track record when it comes to cybersecurity. I mean, remember a couple of years ago when an HRDC employee lost 600,000 people's detailed personal information for student loans? It's, it's not a, that much of a better story in many government departments. So, no, I, I would not rank the federal government better than the banks for protecting my information. All right, but Justin Trudeau has uh, tried to justify this by saying uh, that... The Conservative government chose to stop the long-form census, and what that led to was more policy based on ideology and less policy based on evidence. And that's what the Liberals are all about, evidence-based policy. Ergo, uh, this is justifiable. No, I, I think we need to say something back to the Prime Minister, which is consent. You know, consent matters. This is in a government that has talked about the importance of consent in many areas. And so if you want this information from Canadians, then, then say via their online banking portals, um, you know, ask the banks to provide an option. People say, do you want to opt in for your data to be used for purposes of better policymaking? You know, when I file my taxes, it asks for me for the option to share my information with the government departments for various things, and I can choose to do that. And that's the ultimate thing, that, that simply saying that we're just going to allow carte blanche them to do it because we need it, it, it what signals does that send to, to private industry about protection of rights? And if, if citizens can't even expect their government to do right by them, how can they expect companies to follow a better example? Now, typically, what kind of things would you anticipate the uh, stats can people would be mining here? Uh, transactional records, uh, names, birth dates, all these qualifiers, you know, when you have to identify yourself. So these identifiers would somewhere be in StatsCan's data bank. Uh, first of all, what would some of the things be? I just listed a few. Uh, could you add to that that list? Sure. So what, from what I'm seeing from the Global News report is they want to know everything down to bank balances and detailed purchases. And so, you know, for me, that, that raises some pretty startling questions about um, why do they need to know what I'm buying and when? And, and why do they need to know it's me? If it's Statistics Canada, it's about what a group of people is doing. It's not about just what Dave Shipley is doing. All right. And by the way, uh, Dave Shipley is with us, the CEO of Boceron Security, global news radio cybersecurity expert. Justin Trudeau, again, defending uh, the right of Stats Canada to gain transactional records from banks without your knowledge. They don't have to ask permission, and they're planning on securing this data of 500,000 Canadians annually. And the first tranche, I guess, would be up and running by January, it says. January. I mean, uh, they're on a tight timeline. So uh, are you optimistic that this thing is going ahead or it's going to be scotched? Well, I'm not optimistic that if they, they're pushing this this far ahead with this little bit of time, that they're going to appropriately have the safeguards in place to protect this data. And, and I think it deserves a more fulsome debate and discussion. And, and I certainly think the principle around consent can't simply been waived because it's inconvenient for the government. Um, and if it's worth doing, it's worth doing it right. Well, they say once the data is compiled by Stats Canada, it'll be made anonymous in order to remove personal identifiers. <laughs> and they say they've informed the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada 
And so uh, they're trying to assuage us here that, don't worry, folks, nothing really to uh, concern yourselves with here. I I guess maybe because they're offering these kinds of uh, mea culpas, that's a flag in and of itself to me. How about you? Yeah, it raises a lot of concerns. And I think the biggest thing is not necessarily, look, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And then the good intentions here are probably justified in terms of knowing more and better, making better policy. I, I get that 100%. But what happens if you have a malicious employee um, within StatsCan that now has access to this kind of information, which can be bought and sold uh, to the dark web? So they could be compromised in various ways. Um, and we could be really jeopardizing people's financial well-being. Meanwhile, imposing a pretty unfair position, I'd say, on the banks. Like, I actually feel bad, you know, for the banks in this situation. You know, they're being put between a rock and a hard place. People trust them with this as their most sensitive information, and now they're being told by the government they have to give it up uh, without the, the consent of their customers. And I think that's fundamentally wrong to put the, the banks in that position. You know, it's interesting because uh, when you cite data breaches and so on and so forth, uh, according to Global News, last year Ottawa agreed to pay at least $17.5 million dollars to settle a class action lawsuit over a major privacy breach involving about 583,000 student loan recipients. So it's not an impregnable system, and yet our Prime Minister is defending it. I'm curious if you think this is going to redound against him. Do enough Canadians care about this stuff? I mean, you're in the weeds on this, obviously. Uh, This is your beat. But what do you think of the rank and file? Is this the stuff that resonates for Canadians? I can tell you that for most people, it's a headline until it's their credit card that's maxed out, until it's their identity that's been stolen or their online accounts abused in various ways. And then it becomes deeply personal. And and unfortunately, you know, data breaches are like oil spills. They're really, really hard to deal with after the fact. And you never really 100% clean up everything. And so it's better to be proactive, to be secure by design, and to respect people's fundamental privacy rights. And I think... I think this is just disrespectful to that whole notion of people's right to consent to giving their data, and I think it needs a serious rethink. Well, Big Brother or Justin seem to know better. Uh, Welcome to their brave new world. (laughs) We should just sit down, shut up, and comply, which also is a scary prospect because the government could have access to this stuff or would StatsCan put up a firewall around their access? You were talking about a disgruntled employee of StatsCan. What about the government itself? Do you think they could reach in with their tentacles and secure some of this information? Well, here's the thing. We know that governments, thanks to the Snowden um, breaches, governments have a bad history of not respecting people's privacy when programs were authorized for national security reasons or other good intentions. And so, you know, sometimes you can have overreach. And if we want to talk about overreach, let's talk about the SIN number. It was originally promised to us as only for the purpose of tax filing, and now it's used all over the place, and it's a cause of significant heartache. So, yeah, I've, I've got big concerns about the use and abuse of this data, if not properly secured, and I, I don't know if the thoughts have been placed on, on doing that right. It'll be interesting in the days ahead, because as I said, the timeline is uh, rather tight. They're planning to have this going by January. So we're, you know, just a couple of months and change away, uh, 500,000 Canadians, you could be on that list. Your number could be coming up. Uh, how do you, how would you feel about that? And you wouldn't know. That's the point. Uh, so there's more to be discussed on this one, certainly, or debated in the commons and outside. David, great to put this all into perspective and the right context. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. You're always welcome. And thanks for talking about it. You got it, David Shipley, the CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity expert and a technology analyst.